welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The Snatch is back, and this time the UK Huns gave us some choices that span the globe. It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK 5, and here with me to blankety blank, it's Amy Amore. How are you? I'm doing super well. How are you? I'm doing so well. I love Snatch Game. And listen, there are times when I like the UK Snatch Game better because I'll know the references and feel like, oh my god, I'm far British, but I'm not at all. But (laughs) this one was good. Yeah, it was a great well, one. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to the show. Um, For new listeners listening, this is your first time on the show. Tell us how you got into the world of Drag Race. I was introduced to Drag Race by a friend of mine like five years ago. Um, I knew nothing about drag. Um, I had only recently come out, so I wasn't really like familiar. But... The first season that we watched was season four, and I was instantly hooked. So from then on, I caught myself up, and now I am a religious follower of the Drag Race fandom and world, and here we are, a drag queen herself. (laughs) Now, when it comes to Drag Race UK, do you have any favorites, either from this season or in previous seasons? So of this season so far, Michael Maruli is like an absolute standout. Mm-hmm. Delicious caught my eye. I've been following her for a while, especially because of the Crystal Versace family. Um, and then of my dog is Kate Butch. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed mm-hmm, with her. Mm-hmm. Her confessionals are hilarious. I feel like she is yes. the narrator of the season. I just love her. Absolutely. And, and listen, we are going to have a lot to talk about with her because... Very fascinating, uh, her journey on this television program. Oh, absolutely. It's It's been a whirlwind, but like, she's one to watch for sure. Absolutely. Well, let's get into it. Chop, 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 lamb chopped. Banksy is gone, and Didi said as much as she loves her, she's going to choose herself. I mean, she, she's a drag queen. The mantra for all drag queens is me, 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 right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> absolutely. They all hail the rat queen as Didi shares that she poured out everything in the lip sync, she had to lay it all out there, and Carter feels half bad that Banksy is gone because they grew to like each other, but the other half is saying, ding dong, the witch is dead. Now, the amount of times that I've used that line when something bad happens to my enemy, far too much. <laughs> I mean, look, when they're gone, they're gone. You don't have to worry about them anymore. They're out the way. Exactly. You need to focus on moving forward. Well, Dee Dee slaughtered the lamb. And Kate says she was so close to Banksy, who she says was a huge and incredibly tall 
presence in the workroom. Kate was getting a crick in her neck looking up at her, so her chiropractor will be thrilled she's gone. Listen, as you said, the bitch is funny. I may not love her style every week, but give the give it to the girl. Like she is slaying in the confessionals, and we all know that, that is a surefire way to get invited back to the program. Absolutely. I feel like production is keeping her around. She she is talented. She is funny, but I feel mm-hmm. like her character is really like helping to drive the season as a whole. Absolutely. And and yes, she she's funny, but compared to some of the other queens, like their level is just so high. Like mm-hmm. she would probably slay most other seasons. This one is just very competitive. Yeah, 100 percent She's not at the level of fashion um that these other girls are bringing, but honestly. As someone who loves fashion, I'm even able to excuse it just because she's so funny and she's so quintessentially yeah. British. About Absolutely. Everything. She's really the heart of season five, I think. Well, time to give Ginger a big hand and she needs one as her arms finally become exposed. She says she is surprised the rest of them. And yeah, we all were. Yeah. Not saying she wasn't the best, but when it came to the runway and the performance, she wasn't overall of the night. Right. She thought Michael or Vicky was going to win, and I agree. Um, though it really should have been Kate, in my opinion. She really should have won the Ruse Call. I think so. I really think that, like, she opened the show, and immediately I was hooked. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's sad that she got overlooked. Ginger says she was learning the lip sync in the mirror and says that her bizarre outfit turned out better than it was. Um, yeah, the name of the game is Make Rue Laugh. It doesn't matter what they're fucking wearing. If you're making Rue Laugh, then apparently it's a win. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Michael will tell her she smashed the challenge and Ginger's like, we all did. Oh, we love a queen who will pay back the compliment she just received. A humble queen to the front because there are very few of those. Oh, very, very few. The one talking. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky is asked if she is disappointed because she thought she had it. She says she is not disappointed because she couldn't have asked for anything better than Michael or Ginger getting the win. Do you believe her? I don't. Oh, absolutely not. She is lying through her teeth. She's a drag queen. A drag race track record does help from time to time, um, but not this time. We'll get to it. So now Kate. Kate is just happy to be involved. Now i got to ask, the dismissal of Kate, not only from the judges, but the queens, what is not clicking? Is it not a fully realized drag race package? Because she is hilarious. She is witty, but something is just not good enough. Do you think it's really the caliber of the queens? I think that that's definitely like an overarching factor when you are pit against such incredible drag. It's really hard for her to stand out. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, most of her character and her funny has been behind the scenes talking to True. us confessionals or one-on-one like interactions with other queens. But I feel like she really hasn't just like raised the bar to impress Rue, which in the end of the day that's what matters exactly kate will congratulate karen tomorrow for being safe and ask how they felt about giving up roles where the recipients of said roles were in the top is there any kind of regret well hell, hell yeah karen yeah. says she should have made miss thing with no arms one of the pop divas but let's be honest would the rusical have been as successful as it had if the cast was the other way around definitely not and i yeah. know that they mentioned that does it matter if or should you focus on being the winner or making 
the show the best. And I think that actually making the show the best is really what matters because then overall everybody's happy. There's mm-hmm. not going to be like one true standout when everybody is doing so amazing. Um, and then you just have to look at the details and someone has to go home. I mean, production's always happy when it's a successful musical because then they get residuals from iTunes. Exactly. Gareth <laughs> learned a lesson. Would you have given up a role for the betterment of the project on Drag Race? Or is it all about yourself no matter what? Honestly, I, I think I would actually give up a role if it meant that the show was going to be better. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking personally, having a little bit of a theater background, I feel like having the versatility and showing production that you have the versatility to fall into different roles is like key um, to catching their attention. Um, but at the same time, I I need to make sure that I'm at least going to be safe. I, I have to do something that I'm comfortable with. So it would be a hard decision, but I think for the betterment of the overall musical, yeah, I would. I love that answer. I feel that's how it should be as well. Now, Kate's going to end this segment in honor of being seen, suggests they all stand up and walk away very quickly. The bitch can make the divas laugh too. She's very, very witty. Mm-hmm. Vicky knows Ginger deserved the badge, but she wants it so bad. She says she'll be staying on the top, and those words will be eaten by the end of the episode, but we will get to it. Tomorrow will not be giving up any more roles. Michael has her eye on Ginger as she has two bloody wins. Also, the way that Kate tried on Ginger's wig, more of that. Get good drag, babe, and you will be on UK vs. the World 4. Oh, absolutely. I, when I saw her in that wig, I was like, oh my God, that's what Kate in an elevated wig could look like. This is great. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, Kate will look into the mirror and repeat Bloody Mary three times and then D appears. Wow. Could you imagine if that happened in real life? That would be a horror. That, I mean, honestly, then we would just have Drag Race turn into Dragula. <laughs> Literally. All right, it's a new day in the workroom, and it must be very cold, as now Michael has joined Vicky in the Fur Coat Club. Now, I know this is probably January, maybe February at this point in filming uh, for Drag Race, so it's a little cold in the UK. That, and I know that they keep the ACs absolutely blasting in that studio. You have to. Rue does not want to sweat, ever. I've got my fan running right now. I'm only wearing a little something something. <laughs> so hot. Ginger has a pep in her step, and with two badges on her jacket, she feels great. And who knew she would be the game changer this season? Well, she is the front runner. How does it feel? Correct. She's got the badge cockiness already. So Michael wants to know, do a does badge count? And no badge, Kate is like, no, let's not count the badges. She is having the most fun and thinks that is the real winner of the competition. Always the Gen Zers trying to get away with doing the least and still getting credit for it. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> Michael thinks if you were a non-badge girl at this point, she would be devastated. You have to step your pussy up as well as... We all know how this goes, but just think if Rue gave all the girls in Fierce Force 5 a badge, Kate would be alone in the loser's lounge as Dee would have one right now. So it's really interesting for Rue to not do that for that girl group challenge for the first time in UK history. I was very interested in that. I definitely thought that all these girls were going to get a badge. And when they didn't, I was like, that definitely came off as um strategic to me absolutely 
Ginger says before coming there, she didn't know what the nerve meant, but now she knows you really have to have nerve. Ginger says she doubts herself a lot, but will find the nerve to dig until she finds it. Do you think this is the start of a potential winner's edit? Like, it's kind of wild to think that, like, Ginger might walk away with it. Which is something that I absolutely did not expect when Mm -hmm. all these first walked in. But now it's definitely leaning that way. And obviously we'll talk more about how Snatch Game went. But um, yeah, it definitely feels like the scales are being tilted a certain way. Absolutely. Well, who will be first this week? Kate says me, please. Ginger wants another one, but we'll find out soon as the alarm blares. The day is underway. We get a room message, but it says the nipples are the eyes to the face, which we all know is a reference to Bimini's iconic Katie Price snatch game. Is it what they think it means? As Billy the Puppet says, you want to play a game. Now, Rue arrives, and um, that pussy bow is a choice. To be very honest, I loved it. (laughs) It was interesting. I mean, I really do feel like Rue, when she's in England, really tries to fit in, and then it's fitting in as RuPaul, and you're like, not quite, but you're trying. You're really trying. No, Rue and Michelle both. I feel like they are really throwing out the isms and trying to make the fashion references. And it really does feel out of place. But to be very fair, kind of like whenever they're trying to be cool, it always seems out of place. So this is nothing new. Exactly. Well, for this week's Match Challenge, you guessed it, they're playing the Snatch Game. It's improv, it's being silly, and it's having a camp old time. Now, if Rupaul gave you a phone call to be on a television program, what would your options for Snatch Game be? If you want to share, of course. Oh, of course. I have thought about this a lot. My sense of humor is very dry, so I... Wanted to do a very interesting character where I wanted to do Martha Martha Stewart, but in prison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm here so for it. Really having that point of view, as RuPaul always asks for, but just, you know, she's still trying to sell her wares, but she's in prison. Um, and, and that's then a good thing. That, uh, Licious also brought up Julia Fox, because I think that mm-hmm. I could do that so well. Uh, well, we'll talk about because I like Rue, not an expert on the chick. <laughs> well, the girls run to their stage to get their preparations for their characters on. Kara tells us that this is the challenge she was most nervous for. This is her chance to show Rue she can be funny. Do you think Snatch Game is the most difficult challenge on Drag Race? Oh, 100%. There are so many aspects to making Snatch Game successful. It's about coming up with not just the character, but the look behind the character, the finding the funny in the character. And if you're not funny, you are going to do poorly on Snatch Game. If you don't yeah. have the wit and the the speed to volley with Rue, you're just going to flop. Now, obviously, with the billions and billions of drag races on in the world right now, uh, there are a lot of attempts at doing a good snatch game and we've seen a lot of people bomb Mm -hmm. and obviously as people who want to be on the show part of your preparation should be researching drag race and what makes a drag race snatch game work and not work what would you say as a viewer and as a fellow drag artist is something that needs to be ingrained in future contestants in order to make snatch game work 
It is to know your character, but to not rehearse because you're not there mm -hmm. to do your lines. You're there to have an open right. mind and to roll with the punches. And I feel like if you rely too much on catchphrases and funny lines that these people have already said, like it's funny because they said it, but it's not going to be funny just because you repeated it. Um, so I feel right. like and if you are going to use a catchphrase, you need to make it as ridiculous and as new as you possibly can. I think it's all about snap. Like everything snatch game is, is finding an angle in your character to mm -hmm. go with the situation that you're presented. Tara reveals that she will be doing the iconic, the legend, Ms. Dionne Warwick. And for those who are familiar with the Saturday Night Live television program, Miss Egan Wodum of Drag Race Guest Judging fame is also known for her now infamous Dionne Warwick impression. Is that the way Kara's going to go? We're going to find out soon, but I have a feeling she definitely watched a clip or two because the look was very spot on. Oh, yes. Let's go check in with Kate, who is asked if she is going to be the log lady. No, she's got a bushy wig and a bushy branch. And if you didn't know, she is Kate Bush. Ginger says brilliant. Didi says interesting. And I think I was uh, Camp Didi on this one. Interesting choice. Yeah. Um, I was very interested about this choice. And I guess we saw how it went. Ginger asks her how her Kate Bush sounds, and Kate asks if they have heard her in interviews, as she alerts them that she is quite cockney, so she will diet it up to 11. Now, I don't know what she's like nowadays, but I watched video clips from her in the 80s in interviews, and she was very meek, so Kate will be doing a character choice in order to do the other Kate. Kate thinks Kate Bush is a perfect Snatch Game character as they know enough about her to make her relatable, but there are enough unknowns about her so she can fill in the blanks and be silly. Now, for those who don't know, we might have actually seen a Kate Bush earlier on Drag Race UK as Ginny Lemon was planning to do her had she not, you know, Ginny Lemon herself. Right. <laughs> it would have been fascinating because I feel like Kate Bush's take on Kate Bush was was definitely a choice. Yeah. Um, and it would have been well, I was gonna say that like if anyone has seen Ginny Lemon's Kate Bush, it was almost like Kate Bush doing Ginny Lemon as Kate Bush. Yeah. I, Kate Bush is one of those people where it's another singer who's hard mm -hmm. to turn into a character i feel like we always see queens fall into this pattern where they rely on someone popular pop stars in particular i just feel like aren't very funny it's true ginger will be taking on dame barbara cartland i don't know her but she is a romance novelist and a horrible old bag were you familiar of her before snatch game i was not familiar of her so this is definitely going to be my first impression of Miss Barbara Cartland. Dee Dee will be doing Lady C, who she knows best from I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, a show I wish that he, we in America could revive and actually do properly because that one season we did, very bad, very, very bad. I never got to see it. And also anyway, not familiar with this yeah, character. It's, it's a fun, 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 stupid show, but the Brits really do their reality TV show much better than we do it here because they actually like 
care about the content and quality. Right. And meanwhile, here we're like, put it on TV and someone will watch it. And if it get canceled, oh, yeah. we'll just make a new one. Anyway, Lady Colin Campbell is a socialite, a writer, and a bit of a wackadoo in her older years. Her other option is Julia Fox. And I was like, well, it was bound to happen at some point on Snatch Game. Dee Dee is stuck between the two and thinks Rue won't have any idea who Lady C is. Eat those words, kid. <laughs> Why would RuPaul know who Julia Fox was? She oh, doesn't even know who's on her show. No clue. Absolutely no clue. <laughs> if she was a guest judge, she would still have no idea who she is. For some reason, there was a part of me that thought that she had been a guest judge, but I think I just made that up. I mean, it's bound to happen at some point. Some point now. It has to. Didi thinks there is more to go off with the Lady C, but Kate reminds her Snatch Game is not about quoting the person, it's making something of it. She will tell us that she is not really a fanatic on celebrities, and I was like, come to Block Talk University, where I will guide you through pop culture one-on-one so you can make better choices when you pick Snatch Game options in the future. This is the place to learn. Kara... Exactly. Now, as Kara is working on her wig, Kate will warn her that the label is still on her top, which is iconic. I mean, could you imagine if she returned it having worn it on international television? I mean, girl, Drag Race is expensive. <laughs> You've got to return <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure she got that at their version of TK Maxx. I was totally like, I definitely thought I saw that on the Primark website, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably all right well rue is here saying her favorite new line tickety boo oh boy um let's go walk through with the dolls vicky says she gets nervous seeing rue but she has done snatch game all over the world which is sort of kind of true just three english-speaking places but yes rue knows what works and what doesn't and by work it's really just what tickles rue's funny bone First to join Rue are Vicky, Tamara, and Ginger. With Vicky, Rue notices the red hair in the print dress as Vicky explains she'll be doing Fanny Craddock, who was the OG of TV Cooks, and Rue is salivating because Rue is just that old to know who she is. Are you familiar with the work of Miss Craddock? I am not. Um, so Me this either. Was, <laughs> this is completely new to me. <laughs> Vicky will tell us that Fanny Craddock took no shit from anyone while Ginger explains she was quite a negative person, so she thinks Vicky will have to work quite hard to make her Fanny likable. Don't worry, many people like Vicky's Fanny. Many people. Vicky's approach for the character is what she would be like if she were here now with vegans. Listen, vegan farts are real. They're very, very real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Root tells her that the whole point is for her to have fun, and the lack of fun is going to lead to a shocking elimination, but we will get to it. She tells her she can create whatever she wants as long as it's funny. I mean, don't encourage the girls that way, Root. They they need a little bit of perspective. Perspective and then funny. I think that just more guidance than just saying make it funny would be helpful, especially yes. when there's a queen who is a little bit lost or unsure where to take their character. I mean, clearly we see where this direction takes them later on, but I think that Rue uses the same lines as advice for Snatch Game, and I think it's time to maybe give them a little bit more of a different perspective. Absolutely. I fully agree with that. Vicky is feeling prepared but struggles with having something so free flowy. It's called improv, babe. Relax and just enjoy the ride. 
Now, moving over to Ginger, Rue knows who it is because, again, old people, it's Barbara Cartland. And again, we are 0 for 2 over in the House of Block Talk with references this season. Now, how is Ginger familiar with her? Through an iconic interview with Jackie Collins, where she said she would bring down society by having too much sex in her novels. She sounds like a fun time gal. Oh, absolutely. And Ginger definitely injects that bit of... um humility and just fun into that character even though i don't know who now i want to know who she is ginger calls her camp as she is always wearing pink and there is a lot of pomp about her rue says that she gets to fill in the blanks and literally that's what the game is rue okay um but she will get to play the barbara cartland that she wants to portray Ginger will be honest and admit that she knows how to play the game of Drag Race as she chose this character because she thought it would be a hit with Rue. Look at the brownie points. Future contestants, there you go. That's all you have do to what do. Do what Rue wants. Just do what Rue wants. That's all that he's asking. Tomorrow time. Rue knows it's a movie character. It's Robin Williams as Mr. Doubtfire, and I was for sure doubting this fire. Why Tamara picks Robin Williams as Mr. Doubtfire? Well, she just loves her in that movie. She is so cheeky. And I was like, the character of Robin Williams, why are we calling Robin Williams a her? I definitely think that the character on Snatch Game should have just been Mrs. Doubtfire and not Robin Williams. Tamara says it's completely not hers, so she is excited to just take a piss and have a laugh. Rue tells her that she is naturally funny in a way that she doesn't even know she's funny. It's very much the Alyssa Edwards effect. So um, speaking of Alyssa Edwards, Rue is going to encourage Tamara and give her material for fodder by saying if she, even if she said she was going to do some Southern American, not to be confused with a person from South America with her accent, it would be ridiculous and stupid. So she will ask her to try a Southern accent. And I don't know where in the South she was pulling from, but I felt like she went to the school of Tennessee Williams for Southern overacting, like put her as Blanche Dubois and you'd have a hit. Oh, 100%. It was camp. It was ridiculous. It wasn't even Southern half the time. (laughs) It was, I was laughing the entire time. Rue is laughing. The girls are laughing. She's going to keep the accent as the name of the game is Make Rue Laugh. Tomorrow we'll be going down a blaze of glory or a shit pool of disgust, which is probably also the title of my future memoirs. <laughs> oh, boy. Next to the Taylor Carr and Kate, and that's a duo that has had little to no interaction all season long. Do the girls even know each other? It doesn't feel like it. There's chemistry only between a few of these queens um but most of the time we really don't see them talk yeah to kick us off rue will note that Kara has a beautiful lame top with blonde hair it is miss dion warwick one of rue's absolute favorite singers of all time and it's one of Kara's too you want to know how we know well rue will tell her she listens to her every day and will ask Kara to share what her favorite dion song is and Kara says what friends are for of course but the title's actually that's what friends are for but that's little things but surely she has others for rue and rue will lambast her as she picked the biggest hit and ask her to name a few more and she's got nothing rue is on to you miss caramel so i'm gonna help you out darling i just don't know what to do with myself i'll never fall in love again do you know the way to santa fe and i don't know i say a little prayer but alas improv and being on the spot not the team for miss caramel she definitely, I, get it. I think, sort of shrinks under pressure. 
a little bit. And you mm-hmm. can tell she has her best TV face on, but she's shaking in her boots. Now, to be fair, I mean, I'm not the biggest Dionne Warwick fan, but like I know music well enough that I could pull at least one of those out of my ass. It, would you be able to pull another uh, Dionne Warwick song out? I can't say that I would be able to. When I grew up, I grew up on hip hop and R&B. So, you mm, know, give me some mm-hmm. songs, give me some salt and pepper. But Dionne Warwick was definitely not playing around my house. So that... I mean, I listen, may- maybe there is a universe somewhere where salt and pepper and Dionne Warwick will do a, a, a collab. I, I would love to see it. I'm waiting. Ruth tells her Snatch Game is a quick-paced thing, so knowing who these people are and mannerisms are important. Uh, so I really hope they had Google backstage on someone's phone because she needed to Google that real quick. Now, how will she make Dion funny? Kara says she's very cheeky and she always is reading everyone for filth. Yet she neglects her Twitter presence and the brilliant resurgence because of that. Because that's what the SNL sketch is based on, is Dion Warwick trying to navigate Twitter why didn't she lean into that? I don't understand. I feel like Kara missed so many different key points of what could make Dionne Warwick funny. And clearly, yeah. you and I both know that she took some inspiration from that SNL sketch. So I wish that she would have sort of like leaned into that more, but like changed it up a little bit, made it more relevant to Drag Race. Um Exactly. I easily would have been like, oh, you know, she tried Twitter. That didn't work out. I'm trying Drag drag Race because the gays love it. So, you know. Exactly. There it is. There it is. Make it unique and special. And that would have worked. Kate's turn. She's a branch in a very frizzy wig. And it's the nicest wig she's worn with the smoothest hairline she's developed. Rue assumes she's doing Kate Bush. Why is she so obsessed with Kate Bush? Well, Kate says she loves that she is in her own lane doing her own thing. Does she have too much reverence for Kate Bush? Well, Kate Butch is not too scared of upsetting her as she won't watch this. She's in the woods. But you know she probably got tagged a million times in between the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt that's what happened. Kate Butch says Kate Bush has an answer for everything. She'll fuck you up. Kate Butch thinks this is her passage to a badge and we'll get her bush out for Rue. Right, well, let's just keep on with the bush bush references. And finally, we have Michael Maruli and Delicious. Now, certainly, Michael has seen a performance from a certain Drag Race UK winner when she came across the pond, but Michael is revealing that she is doing the comedian icon and best Doctor Who companion who will be lighting up our screens once again in mere weeks, Catherine Tate. And we all know I am obsessed with Catherine Tate. She will be doing... Bernie, the dirty Irish nurse. Now, I don't know. Maybe I don't have the authority to rank Catherine Tate characters because I don't go there. But like Nan is probably her best character and the Vivian botched her. Bernie is near the top. But the fact that now the second Catherine Tate impersonation and we are neglecting the character of Lauren Cooper, the cunt of a schoolgirl whose catchphrase was added to the literal dictionary. Lauren Cooper may say... She ain't bothered, but I am bothered. Why? And when is Catherine Tate going to be a fucking guest judge? I don't understand why they have not gotten her yet. I don't know how we're five seasons into this and she hasn't been. She is an absolute legend in 
the British comedic scene internationally, even. And the fact that I mean, she, Americans should know her from the office. I, but I think most people just know her as the British lady on the office. I feel like most people don't mm-hmm. actually know who Catherine Tate is, which is so upsetting. It hurts my heart so much. Um, I'm actually getting ready for the new um, episodes of Doctor Who. I was like, I'm going to go watch the Dr. Donna episodes because I love them so much. It's such a good time. So much nostalgia. Now, Rue will warn Michael, but not Tamara, that when you're doing someone else's material, you could get locked into him and says it's a tricky one. Why did Rue say that's Tamara or is Rue doesn't care because the accent thing? I think Rue has a tendency to just when she likes somebody, she likes somebody. And she's like, oh, just go out and kill it. You'll make me laugh anyway. But I think that there's still a little bit of hesitation when it comes to Michael Maruli, um, where mm-hmm. Michelle Massage sees Michael as the star. I think Rue is still kind of hanging back. So I don't know if this advice is coming from a place of really wanting him to do well or he's just being a little bit pre-critical i can see that i absolutely agree with you michael says this is the challenge she's been waiting for the burst out and feels like she does it in her daily life as she's got nine million personalities inside her there is a doctor for that and she will tell rue that if she gets her legs really high she can fit 20 million personalities inside bring a sister (laughs) now Dee Dee has two outfits and she keeps bouncing between. She will tell Rue she has Julia Fox, who had a couple of viral moments recently, and Lady C, who is on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Rue will ask her who she feels more comfortable with, and Dee Dee says Lady C, as she has Lady C in a couple of her numbers with things people would know about Julia. And Rue is like, I'm not familiar, I'm familiar with Lady C, not so much Julia. And Dee Dee will be like, um, well, she attended this award thing and she's got TikTok things, and Rue's like, I'm already bored. Decision made whack job out um i think dd really lost her when she said the word tiktok i for me that wasn't even the thing that i would have gone gone toward when talking about julia fox so yeah the the minute you start talking about gen z stuff rue is like no forget about it so i mean what we did see on the mannequin hand with the the obviously the hand um Thing, the look would have been there I wasn't worried about that and she captured that but Rue would have no idea who that is but I think even when there have been new characters that Rue is unfamiliar with if it is done the right way and it's just stupid right. enough then then you can make Rue laugh so I feel like Dee Dee honestly shot herself in the foot with that yeah well Dee Dee's head is here there and everywhere and I've heard that about her Rue says you either get it or you don't with Snatch Game. It's rare that you get it by accident. She tells her that you really have to think about who you are in a relationship to the who the person is. It's not as easy as it looks. Didi says she is going in a bit, a bit blind, um, which is what she's done in almost every challenge we've seen this season. But, but all right. How do you apply for a show if your familiarity with the content is not as strong as your competitors? Like if she doesn't know how to do snatch games, she doesn't know that she can sing and dance for a rusical. How, what, what makes her think right now is the time to be on drag race? My question is, is Crystal Versace really her sister? Like, did she learn nothing? Her sister went and won drag race. How did you not take any 
sort of tips or advice. I would have been gossiping about the show if my drag sister went on drag race and came back. Um, we would have been talking about everything. Okay, so how did you do this? Um, what did Rue like? What did Rue not like? Mm-hmm. It seems like Crystal was like, good luck, girl, and just let her do her thing. And again, knowing that legacy on drag race is a big thing you have a better chance to get on the show when you have a legacy wouldn't you want to be like okay i think it's my time will come let me go take a dance class a singing class and an improv one-on-one class just to prepare so i can be the best i can be you would think but it really looks like it's almost like she didn't audition and they just reached out to her and she had no idea that this was coming. She's like, well, I guess I'll do it. If that was the, if that happened, I would not be surprised. I mean, also she was probably filming, keeping up with the Crystal Versace's at the same time as she would have auditioned. That's true. Now, before Rue goes, she's got some news. Joining them, their fab celebrity contestants are Carol Volderman and Alexandra Burke. Are you familiar with either of them? I am not. That's all right. Well, uh, Carol Volderman um, is a legendary television presenter, and Alexandra Burke is a pop star known for winning X Factor. I believe it was their fifth series. Mm. Now, Ginger says if you can name a more iconic duo, she will give you a coconut. And I could probably name you a lot of iconic duos, but I don't really need the coconuts right now, so I'll pass. <laughs> I'm all full on coconuts. I'm just going to let her say what she got to say. Ginger, let, just go look at who's going to be um, guest judging Canada's Drag Race. Tegan and Sarah, there you go. More iconic. Boom, boom done. We are now in the studio, aka the main stage for a Snatch Game. I feel like the show listened to this podcast because they hear me bitch all the time about doing Snatch Game on the main stage and how it looks really weird. So this time they added a curtain to be, try to fool me, but no, no, no. I saw that stage. I know where you are. <laughs> let's meet our contestants carol volderman who has a genius IQ, but it goes down when she's had a bit too much tequila and alexandra burke whose playlist is in rue's dressing room and her favorite is heartbreak on hold and i wish she asked her for other uh songs that she knew but alas that was not in the cards let's meet our stars and here is how we will do things we're going to stay character by character rather than go question by question so we will get to talk about each person's presentation as a whole. Sound good? Sounds great. Ginger Johnson. It's the queen of romance, Dame Barbara Cartland. And if I'm being honest, she resembled an old Olivia Coleman, who too should be a guest judge at this show. I agree with both of your statements. Like, I'm looking at the image right now, and I was like, it looks like Queen Lizzie, played by (laughs) Elizabeth. It looks like Olivia uh, Coleman. For me, I just the initial like seeing her character, her makeup, her hair. For it felt a little bit too messy. It was still camp, but I'm like, she looks so disheveled, and Mm -hmm. the rest of the character that she was presenting, it didn't seem to match up. But I almost forgave it. Yeah, it's interesting like the iconic pink look that she's referring to in the jackie collins interview it's a very very big quaffed hair piece i don't think it was real hair uh so it's interesting that she went this direction but i guess it didn't really matter has she ever been in love she tells rue that she herself has never been in love but through the joys of her novels she has brought love to so many people around the world 
Has she ever read a Jackie Collins book? Well, Jackie Collins is not her favorite person as she is the downfall of society and she shall hear no more words about her. All right, so the banter is there. She's ready to play. Right. Our first question goes to Carol. Alan Carr says he likes men like he likes his tea with blank. Carol says with two bags. What say you, Barbara Cartwin? She says when she looks at Mr. Alan Carr, she sees a young man who loves to uphold tradition and loves the finer things in life. So she thinks Alan likes his tea and his men loose. Loose as a handmaid's crack. Not a match. Excellent answer. That's how you play Snatch Game. It was so simple. There was no added flair. She didn't go on and on. Just have an answer, make it witty, funny, move on. It worked because very much like a Bendel La Creme, um, it was funny because of the accent and of being a prim and proper person saying something so naughty. It worked. She didn't need a catchphrase. She didn't need a reference. She used an answer that worked with the actual question and still found a way to make it hilarious. Yeah. At this point, with as many Snatch Games that have been on TV, I feel like it it's a pretty standard formula at this point. And going with this kind of character that she went, you can just put just about any name to it. You, it, you can be Dame Maggie Smith, or you can be Barbara Cartland. It doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. As long as you're just, you're keeping that accent, you sound prim and proper, as you said, but then just being a dork being gross and stupid i don't know yet if i I would put ginger's performance in like the top tier of drag race snatch games quite yet but i would always encourage someone who wants to learn how to do snatch game to watch the performance i think it's the most recent example of like a grade a snatch game performance it's not one of my favorites but it's very very well done for Alexandra's first question, Michelle Visage got kicked out of Primark. She got caught blanking the mannequins. She says judging. And Barbara says that Michelle, like her, knows that sometimes men need a hand to look their best. So she was caught screwing the mannequins. Again, good answer. She says they were a little loose. So she twiddled their knobs until they stood at attention. That's funny. The double entendre is there. And it was just so expertly like put together. I thought that she was going to be a little bit more vulgar when she said screwing. And then mm-hmm. when she did throw in that actual joke, I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. Rue tells her it sounds like a Jackie Collins answer. And Barbara's like, how dare you? They aren't even on the same planet. Barbara reveals she is actually writing her newest novel right now. It's all about a chaste young woman falls in love with a bell ringer at the local church. It's called Love Under the Parson's Dong. Riveting. So funny. I would read this book. It sounds like a comedic romance that's just my taste level. For Alexandra's second question, Dumb Dora, the drag queen, is so dumb when her head hurts, she takes off her blank. feel like I've seen that question on an application somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Alexandra says her shoes, and Rue is like, the shoes! And Rue had no idea she made a reference to Drag Race Philippines because she's never watched it, but she did. Anyway, Barbara, sa- uh, Barbara says Dora is, of course, married and will do anything to please her husband. So when her head hurts, she takes off her dentures and heads back down for another go. I was dead. I, I was, dead. was rolling. This was 
again, another naughty answer, but so, so funny. And then Dionne Warwick and her set knows that's right, girl. And I was like, that would have been your chance to take out your fucking dentures, but she didn't. That's fine. Nope. Let's talk about Caramel as six-time Granny winner, winner Dionne Warwick. Uh, Adam Woman is quaking. They were identical. The makeup was the same. The hair was the same. I got it. I saw it. She'll ask Rue if they are filming her. Rue says, yes, they are. And with that, meaning the camera, yes, well, she is Dionne Warwick, and they're welcome for her presence. A diva answer. Very, very good diva introduction. For her, Michelle Visage got kicked out of Primark. She got caught blanking the mannequins and says, judging. Dion Warwick says, well, first Rue, um, she tells her that in Italy they call her Dionne. Is she aware of it? Well, no. No, she's not. But shall we move on? She will answer twerking. Not a match. And not good. Because the game of the game is yes and. This is improv. No yeah. is not an acceptable answer. It's crazy because I. What think... do you think Rue was trying to get out of of Kara with the whole Italy thing? Well, some I think that Kara's delivery was made it somewhat funny, but I think Rue really was feeding her an opportunity to just to say something else. I don't know. I can't even yeah. look into it too much. I, Rue does that all the time. She'll give you something to work with and if you just have no response then the joke is flat and then nobody's laughing and it looks bad for that next question rue is looking for shoes but dion says knickers and then throws them in latoya jackson's face she will then ask rue if she would like to come with her to egg latoya's latoya jackson's car rue says she loves latoya and she's been on the show and dion is like i know Rue's like, she's a friend, but it won't keep her from egging her house with her. And Dion does not say, and that's what friends are for. There was the low-hanging fruit. What did she, what, what happened? The one song that she knew and she couldn't make a joke exactly. about. Rue literally set her up. They're friends. She'll be happy to do it. That's what friends are for. Would have laughed. Would have gotten the laugh. Would have been perfect. Yeah. I she dropped the ball. She was nervous. You could tell she was nervous. Mm -hmm. Speaking of not nervous, Kate Bush is Kate Bush. The ages are back, and so is their next guest, Kate Bush. Kate will give us an eerie sound before coughing and going full cockney, or really, as I said earlier, it's Kate Bush as Ginny Lemon as Kate Bush. Bruce says that she is famous for running up that hill. How'd she get down? She don't remember getting down, babe. Okay, so this is the journey we're going on with this oh. Kate Bush. For the Alan question, she says, Alan likes his man like he likes his tea running down my chin. All right, that's how we get the song in the answer. She says, she and Alan go way back. Back in the day, they used to do this thing, and Volders was there too. Three from the top and two big ones. I don't get it. Must have been a British thing. Anyway, they would go out with the Cray twins, no relation, and they would go and wither people's heights. And Carol says she thinks she went home that night. And Kate will say that Volder sells life insurance now. But if you think about the life she's taken, they would take her rear of the year award. Okay, long winded. I guess it was funny. Is that part of why Kate Butch was not successful? Because she didn't just cut to the punchline? I think that's one of the reasons. 
And also, I couldn't tell if I was necessarily laughing because I thought it was funny or if because I thought it was a bit uncomfortable. The sure. the character choice was, like I said, a choice, but it didn't entirely make sense to me. And then at this point, it just sounded like gruff and weird for absolutely no reason. The jokes just didn't land the way I thought that they could have. Right. Dion will tell her. She has something in her hair, and Kate will try to knock it out. No use, but she's trying. She's playing around. For the Michelle Visage question, Kate will say cloud busting, and I was like, what is that? Well, it's a gorgeous metaphor. Uh, she was in America on a writing retreat and heard this gorgeous metaphor and thought no one in England knows it, so she will be the first one to bring it over and introduce it to the UK. Rue will ask Alexandra if she's familiar with American metaphors, and it turns out she is. Can anyone tell me what cloud busting is, aside from a Kate Bush song? Because that's all it was. Again, that's when answering the question as a song doesn't work. And I felt like that's what she continued to do. The it, mm-hmm. it wasn't funny. And honestly, I was only laughing because Alexandra was laughing. So <laughs> right. For Dumb Dora, she will start by saying that she and Alexandra are cut from the same cloth and she uh, they can do it even better in broken red shoes it is a match miracles do happen on snatch game and guess what red shoes another song reference so three for three moving on to Jamar thomas uh it's the beloved robin williams may rue call her mr doubtfire oh rue absolutely my darling is there a mr doubtfire and then tamara gets that attempt at a southern accent and game over when rue doesn't laugh but quickly acknowledges the little voices and said she has Rue in the palm of her hand, even if she botched what she was trying to do. You're familiar with the work of Robin Williams. You've seen him live in person, whether it's in interviews or stand-up. She kind of did capture the spirit of Robin Williams. Where it's just little voices inside of him begging to mm-hmm. come out. It was taken to level 11, but yeah. it was funny. For the Michelle Visage question in Primark, Robin Williams will say dry humping because, oh, chile, oh, my holy shit, dry humping everything inside, girl. Now, I don't know what the voice was, but it was wild and wacky. Oh, my God. I had to turn my volume down. I I was cracking up. It was the most ridiculous out-of-pocket thing I've ever seen. And at the same time, I was just like, I don't know what's going on, but this is hilarious. I feel like if you hung out with Tamara at a bar at like 2 a.m., this is what would happen. But that's also what made her Snatch Game performance so endearing because, yes, she was the character of Robin Williams, but it was really just Tamara having fun. It's true. For Carol, to keep his show fresh, Graham Norton likes to blank his guests before filming. Carol says frisking and Mrs. Doubtfire will say she likes to make a nice cup of tea. Very pleasant. And wham, bam, face on the table, pie in the face. Oh, hello, my dear. Would you like one drop or two? It's a reference to the movie. And you got to give credit to Tamara. She was committed to the bit. And this time, pulling out the reference actually works. And at first, I didn't understand the reference and then kept going with it. And then Rue went with it. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, that's right. And I just recently watched Mrs. Doubtfire. So that's... Mm -hmm so bad on my part but it went well and i think i was more so just distracted by 
all of the chaos going on too, especially mm-hmm. with the eye. I I was just lost but floored. Let's move on to Dee Dee, another author and socialite lady, Colin Campbell. She thanks Ruth for having her on the Snatch Game. As she is so happy to be out of the treacherous jungles of I am a celebrity. Would she do it? No fucking way. There are a bunch of zilches and bitches. Lady C will say she's not a vulgar woman as she does not indulge in such activities. But for Alan Carr's men and tea questions, she says bland. And that answer was bland. She will say you can't be mixing with any weird and ruse like that doesn't sound like Alan. And yeah, it sounds like a dud performance if I do say so myself. Um, Dee Delicious was not prepared whatsoever. No. And I could tell even just from how her character looked. Like having seen um pictures of Lady C then afterward, just for my own reference, I was like, I have no idea what's happening. This yeah. There's no relation. For Graham, she says he shows his collection of bugs to his guests. Well, say it in the jungle, ain't we? How does she know Karam collects bugs? Doesn't everyone collect bugs? No. Well, Lady C will say that they are gorgeous creatures. She pulls out a scorpion and says she likes to give this to the bitches who dragged her in the jungle. She will then eat it. Will she be okay? Well, it's not her first time at the rodeo, but it's certainly her last time at Snatch Game. Um, Why would you pull out uh, uh, a Joan reference? Like, why? What? That makes no sense. Honestly, if anyone could have pulled out a Joan reference, it should have been Tamara. If you're just having these random characters, she clearly has multi exactly. personality disorder. So that could have worked. But with Lady C, it wasn't, it didn't fit. It just didn't work. No. She was floundering. She was struggling. Speaking of that, uh, it's pioneering TV cook Fanny Craddock with her Siggy. Rue will ask her what's her preference, love and oven or Dutch oven. Fanny says always the Dutch oven because she's inspired Gordon Ramsay to do the cooking the way he does. Once they met in the kitchen, chicken wasn't the only thing raw in her oven. So isn't the answer should have been love and oven? Yeah, I think she got lost and then tried to justify her answer. Because she blanked, and then yeah, it went downhill from there. No bueno. For the tea question, she says, without milk, oh boy, uh, not how the game is played. Why does she say this? Well, rumor has it Alan is a vegan. No vegans anywhere. Again, another Joan reference. What is happening? She will then say, what do vegans feed off of? Attention room. She's not necessarily wrong, but she says, sniff the meat and shove it in your mouth. Vicky, you had a gimmick. It just didn't work when you forced it. Yeah. The answer at the end worked. Now, Fanny will say that Michelle is undressing the mannequins. Why would she do that? Because Michelle Visage has filthy, filthy hands. She says, God knows where they've been, as she always makes men wash their hands before they finger their fruitcake. So it's another Michelle is a man joke been there heard that and ruby like well michelle isn't a man and fanny's like of course but like michelle i've had many many partners okay she doesn't she didn't know what to do no i think she was 100 grasping at straws and going with material that she's heard before but completely butchering it too it was just right. overall like if this was season one in or of uk maybe even earlier on the american seasons like when says Rue says like Michelle isn't a man, 
you could have gotten away in the past to be like, are you sure you can't do that now? So like no. the answer could have gone a little differently. And I just think Vicky was just so flustered. And again, her having a theater background, like this is where she should have excelled. I think she just got nervous. Same way as Kara, mm-hmm. where her answers just didn't necessarily have anywhere to go. So then you leave everyone feeling kind of like just as lost as you. And Fanny will say that dumb Dora will take off her dress. She got an article of clothing, but not the right article of clothing. But she knows, and that's it. No other answer, no other explanation. Vicky tapped out. I Sad think, experience for Vicky. Yeah, she knew. She was like, you know what? It's over. I'm just not even going to try for the funny. And finally, Michael Moroli. She's a chameleon, a comedian. Catherine Tate, uh, who I'm, I'm just going to say, she looked more like Lucille Ball. But we'll, she did. we'll allow it. <laughs> she really did. Good afternoon, Rue, or should I call her Nurse Bernie? Well, she can call her whatever she likes, you sweet, smooth, token bastard. She calls Rue a big lump of a man with big hands, if you know what I mean. What say Catherine about Michelle? Well, she is a woman after her own heart, you know what I mean. So if she was in her position, she said, finger blast in the mannequins. Okay, it's a funny answer. It didn't really go anywhere. No. Now, we're about to answer the Graham question, but Catherine Tate has changed characters, and I was like, still knowing Lauren Cooper. But she goes, who, dear me, dear, change, dear, yes, dear. It's Derek who has to be very careful when he puts in his mouth. Are you familiar with her character, Derek? I am familiar with the character, Derek. I think that she did an excellent job impersonating Derek. Did I think out of place in Snatch Game? Not really, but the impersonation was so spot on. I... I almost didn't care. I was like, oh my god. It was so good. Um, well, Ruth says that Graham Norton likes to frisk his guests. Beg your pardon, Derek says, how very dare you? What on earth is Rue insinuating that he watches gay TV? Just because a man wears a little bit of foundation, takes care of his appearance, you accuse him of being a backdoor Deirdre? He's never been so insulted. Uh, Michael knows the Catherine Tate show very, very well. Very well. Oh, yes. I'm sure there was more content because we didn't get that much with Michael. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It was a great impression of the characters from Catherine Tate. Yeah, that's, I would agree with that. And I wonder if there were edits to her snatch game performance, whether they would have made her look worse or better. Who knows? Um, yeah, because again, there definitely was one clear favorite among all of these performers tonight. But so, what would you say to a future Drag Race contestant? Do you take a character from a well-known celebrity, or not? Which no. is the right solution? I would one hundred percent say no. If you can do an impersonation of that celebrity character, then. That's fine, but I don't think it has a place on Snatch Game because I think the whole point of Snatch Game is to also invent your own. Yeah. So I I think unless you're Tamar Thomas, then know that you're going to get rude to laugh at everything. Don't play a character. Do not play a character. The car alarm sounds as someone is breaking into his car. The winner is Alexandra. She got one point and she has to go pay Kate around back. Yeah, I think it was a decent snatch game. No one was terrible. The majority of the bottom queens would likely have been safe in other seasons. Like, Vicky would not have gone on this episode any other season. No, that's 
100% true. It was it was okay. And again, I don't think anyone except Didi, in my opinion, did absolutely terrible. But it just wasn't like the most memorable Snatch game that I've seen. So I just kind I of gave a lot of it. It was the Ginger Show. Yeah. It really it was. was. It's Elimination Day, time to get ready. And Kate is feeling great after Snatch Game. And then she will look at Ginger's shirt, which has citrus on it, and tells her, look how orange you look. And that's low-hanging fruit. Good job. Love that answer. (laughs) Kate knows that there were people who did worse than her. A lot worse than her. Not one of those people, Michael, tells Tamara she had her ill. Tamara says she kept doing it because Rue was howling when she was doing it. So she said, fuck it, keep on going. Now, at the mirrors, Ginger asks what face she's doing, and Kate says a pretty one and proceeds to do the opposite with her face. At least she's witty. At least she has fun. Ginger has a giant line on her forehead because the things you do for Barbara Cartland and says doing Snatch Game was an out-of-body experience and thinks it went well. She had fun. Dee will ask Vicky how she's feeling as she thinks she is feeling the same way she does. Vicky will say she's feeling really shit, and honestly... Isn't this the same game Dee Dee played with Alexis? Like, if Vicky said she felt great, would Dee Dee, like, not project her feelings and drag other people down to boost herself up? I didn't quite understand why Dee Dee wanted to find out how Vicky was feeling. Uh, maybe it was kind of the same game that she had played with Alexis St. Pete, but also there might have just been an era of, like, she didn't want to feel alone. Um, yes. Maybe catch that she wanted to make sure that she wasn't delusional um, in thinking that she did a horrible job, kind of like the opposite that we normally see. Um, mm-hmm. But Vicky was very honest and truthful just about how she did. Vicky is disappointed letting herself down. She doesn't think Fanny Craddock will invite her to dinner anytime soon. And yes, she does know she's dead and she's grateful because that performance would have killed her off. Dee admits she blanks when she sat down and didn't know what to do. She ran out of ideas and thinks she shot herself in the foot preparing for Snatch Game. She thought she could get away with it doing it in the moment, but alas, that is not how this game works for her. Tomorrow will give Michael a laugh as she will show her a photograph of the first time she did drag. And it is a photo from her childhood, and it sure was a laugh. Tamara was born by her dance teacher, blue eyes, shadow and all. The rest was history. She was 14 or 15, had a sing and dance campus hit singing Shirley Bassey's rendition of I Am What I Am. She would wipe the floor with the competition and win all the trophies looking that busted. I'm sure you do. Do you have photos of your first time in drag? Oh, absolutely. And they are... Have they been scrubbed from the socials? (laughs) They're archived currently of course they are <laughs> um they're, they're ready in case rupaul needs them uh, to show in a moment absolutely i sometimes post my past mugs i did so recently um just as a reminder to myself and to my followers that there has been significant growth because i definitely um you know like my mug now um but yeah i look back at those old photos and i think damn no one said anything that's crazy <laughs> Ginger says the photos are adorable and it's nice to see what the face actually looks like because you know the bitch has a lot of fillers and shit in it right now mm-hmm. Tamara has called Tamara at that time as well she was in the newspaper for winning and then she was on daybreak as the youngest drag queen at 14 and jokes that she got into her Primark jumper and sat there and hammed it up are we shocked? no 
Not at all. No, this, not at all. this is clear that this is just who she is. Her personality um, is her drag character. And then she also just happens to be beautiful. Michael knows that Tamara was born screaming and high kicking with a camp dripping out of her. Bless those chubby little cheeks. Michael says Tamara was brave to be doing it at 14, but she really wasn't bothered. Her mom was so supportive and went for it. Michael says that for her, it was taboo when she was 14. She didn't get into drag until 21 when she moved to the Grand Canaries. She says even then, drag wasn't an art form and was still an underground and frowned upon art. Ginger will ask Kara what her first time in drag was like, and it was in high school when they were putting on a fundraiser. They asked who's got the sass, and they said Sterling, which is her name at the time, but that was when Carmel was born. She was 17, and it has been the same name ever since. Ginger wishes her grandma got to see her in drag. She says they used to play a game when her sisters used to go to dance lessons. In a big department store in Newcastle, they would go into fancy hat section where they would stand in front of the mirror, close their eyes, and the other one had to choose one of the hats and put it on their head and had to put a character on inspired by the hat. That was her initiation to drag. Ginger turns to Kate to ask how her parents took it when she told them she was a drag queen. And Kate says when she started, it was at uni, so it was the most reckless thing she had done. But once they got through the gate coming out, everything else was free and easy. It was a new level unlocked. And she's like, now I've got tits and Kara feels that. It's really interesting to hear this conversation going from Tamara, who became a local celebrity doing drag at 14, to Michael, who did it at age 21 and a time when it really wasn't allowed, to Ginger, who didn't have the support necessarily from everyone in her family to Kate who did get the support because it was during university. Is that why drag is so special because everyone has a different perspective and different experience. And when they all come together, it's a celebration. Absolutely. I think that sort of people who get into drag, it's almost a similar experience to coming out. I think that's why the queer community sort of, rallies around the experience of coming out for that very reason because it's so unique and different for every individual and I think getting into drag is the same way it's it's a beloved art form and has become more mainstream now but generationally among drag queens it's been very different for you know older drag queens who are still around who were doing it back in like the 70s or the 80s it was the most underground of the underground and now you have queens who are you know coming onto the scene who just started you know three months ago um because their friends pushed them to do it and they wanted to you know be in the spotlight there in public i feel like even my own drag experience i did it alone in the dark in my room um and didn't tell anybody that i was doing it because I was afraid what people would think about me even putting on makeup. So I love when people share their stories about how they got into drag, why they got into drag, um, because it sort of gives you the same sort of warmth and comfort as when someone tells you why and how they came out. Exactly. And there is no wrong or right way to do it. It's your own personal journey. And having a platform like Drag Race, sharing that to people who need to hear that, this is why this show is probably the most important queer show in the world. I would agree. Absolutely. 
Well, it is runway time where Mother has worn her basic attire but still looks fabulous. A lime green satin dress and ginger hair. We love the color combo, and I'm glad Riz bringing back the uh, color because she's been getting very, 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 very white. Oh, yes. Absolutely. But this this dress was a pleasant surprise. It was a simple silhouette, but I was like, it's like quintessential mm. Rue. I was in love with that. It really was. Our panel is the number one Madonna impersonator, Michelle Visage, Alan Carr, and guess who's Burke in the house? It's Alexander Burke. Category is heart on. In honor of the runway, we will play heart on or heart off. First up is Tamar Thomas. Look by Trashy Planets. Nails by House of Cruelty Free Nails. She started off as a sexy nurse, and it's a cute look, and then she reveals into a bedazzled corset with a bedazzled heart hanging out. I like it. It's not groundbreaking. She probably had it in her closet and was like, look, I just added a heart to it. The hair is wonderful. It's sexy. It's on brand. It works. It was beautiful. Um, It was just a very stunning and flattering silhouette for her. Um, Obviously, anything that's like rhinestone and like blood red color just is so impactful on that main stage. Absolutely. Um, And the reveal I thought was pretty good. It wasn't absolutely incredible, but I think that she killed that runway. It was incredible. Michelle says if she stayed in that one character, it would have flailed and flopped, but because she injected insanity and ridiculousness and stupidity into the character, it worked. She says the look is very sexy, very burlesque, and very chic. Alan says it was performance so manic and spontaneous, it's what you'd expect from Robin himself. And then she comes on the runway and reminds them how sexy she is. Alexandra says the corset, the hair, the nails, just flawless. She says she is blown away by her and says she is an amazing queen and fabulous. Rue says when she interviewed her in the workroom, she said, do you do any other accents? She pulled out the Southern thing and she laughed and says it was ridiculous and stupid and all of the things they love. I will give this look a heart on. I would too. This is a heart on. Absolutely. Audience, 89% heart on, 11% heart off. Vicky Vivacious, look by Ben Mack, London, Ingrid Heskett, Michael Crutenden, and James G. Jewels by Mark Bowen, Stage Jewels. She's giving us this mashup of Queen Elizabeth I and Queen of Hearts. It's very theatrical. It's high camp. It's very panto. I think the silhouette is incredible. It feels rightly British. The velvet works for this particular look. I didn't love the red nude illusion showcasing the tats as it took away from the overall look, but overall versatility, the makeup is wild. Um, This is a look if you had to get eliminated in, you wouldn't be mad at. Not at all. I I think that she had the most like eye-catching look of anyone on that stage. It was beautiful. Um, It definitely wasn't understated. It was gorgeous. Different for her, but I I was a fan. It impressed me. Michelle says she looks like she's absolutely bricking it. She says she looked like Fanny Craddock and had some moments, but says it just wasn't funny and she didn't capture what needed to be captured. She thinks she's an overthinker and she got too far into trying to become her that she didn't have fun with her. She says the outfit is beautiful. Everything about it, the cape with the puffy sleeves, the hearts, the makeup, the headpiece. She says it fits her like a glove and is beautifully done. Alexandra says it's always so hard getting critiqued that she has been on that side and it's never easy. She agrees in the moment it didn't land properly. Alan says the look is pure theater and couldn't take his eyes off of her. He just didn't like her fanny. Bruce says the outfit is absolutely gorgeous in perfection and notes that she is not corseted. And for the first time in Drag Race history, she's going to use the trap door. Could you imagine? There has to be one somewhere. 
She says was, she knows how to do it, and that you go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say I would love to see a trap store on Drag Race. I think that would be such a I hilarious. I really do thing. think so. <laughs> uh, she says she knows how to do it, and that was part of the problem with her fanicratic, the old adage of learn it, learn it, learn it. Now forget everything and go have fun. Nikki says she came out, and for some strange reason, everything was being sucked out of her in that chair. And Rude tells her she performed Fanny Craddock perfectly. She just didn't let anyone else in. This look is a heart on. Definitely a heart on. It was... Audience. 97% heart on, 3% heart off. I'm not going to call anybody out, but okay, choices. Kate Butch. <laughs> look by Kate, hair by Chris Smith. Jewels by Fairly Odd Shop. She starts us off in a Reno Sweeney anything goes look and then reveals into Jean-Paul Gaultier inspired look. Been there, done that. Now, why Kate will get a pass from me is she is serving a fashion reference which diversifies her portfolio. Is it the most polished and flattering reveal? No. Um, The heart cutouts in the ass, uh, they sure do blow. They were flapping about. Yeah. Um, It was ill-fitting although i understood the the reference i just felt like it wasn't like drag enough it felt i wouldn't say it was pedestrian but it did feel cheap nikki doll's like girl girl i'll go hook you up with my friend jean bogotier right alexander says her kate bush was fantastic Alan says she created a wonderful character that he is sure Kate Bush is nothing like, but there's a bit of them that wishes she was like that. He says she tickled his comedy bone because he loves craziness and silliness. He says they've seen Naval before and thinks it was, ooh. Michelle says she has an affinity for derobing to really not exciting outfits. She says it's like a reveal to men. She loves that she is done with her makeup and sees her pushing herself. And Rue says the look is right on brand with Kate Butch and the Snatch Game and says she is an interesting, it was an interesting adaptation. Kate thanks her for letting her be a stupid idiot. I'm going to shock the world. I'm going to give this the softest right on the line heart on. I have to disagree. I'm going to give it a heart off. I was not impressed. And everyone agrees with you. Everyone (laughs) agrees with you. The audience, 24% heart on, 76% heart off. And that's why we love drag. Everyone can have an opinion. And right. I'm wrong most of the time. <laughs> All right, Michael Maruli, look by Elyria Lepore. Michael saw Ginger last week and saying, screamed, fuck you, you stole my gimmick. I think this is high avant-garde. I love the black heart chained up, the bald head and the dynamic makeup work. When we do get the hand reveal, that pop of red was right. I think this shows how unique and bold Michael is willing to go in the art form of drag. I would agree. Michael's looks have been so different every single time, showing us a little bit of a different side of her. And this look in particular for me stood out the most on the whole stage. I think I may have said that Vicky's did. I actually disagree now. I think that Michael's did. Um, It was the most unique take on heart. It wasn't just red, um, but there was that little pop of red too. So it still brought it all together. Um, And then also, her story about going bald and working that into the look. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. This was my favorite look of the week. Uh, heart on. Heart on. Absolutely. Audience 90% heart on 10% heart off. DD delicious look by house of narcissism hair by Vaseline. This felt so cheap and thrown together. I don't mind foamy plush hearts, but there is no rhyme or reason. And there is no shape. The sheer gloves felt cheap. 
I think the ginger hair works wonders for her. It's a great color, but she's got a beautiful paint. And that's really, that was all that going for her in this look. No shade to the chopsticks, but for color story, you have the white feathers. Why not just, I don't know, paint them white to make it all work and feel cohesive. It was atrocious is the kindest word that I can use to describe this look. We have seen so many fantastic silhouettes from Didi, and this felt like such a letdown. And for her snatch game to go the way it did and then to see this on the runway, I was so disappointed. This didn't feel, you know, in character for her at all. I agree. Michelle says Lady Colin Campbell is a very specific, very watchable human being, but says she did her a disservice by putting her in the jungle as she is so much more than that. She says where the hearts are and being so puffy, they lost a lot of her shape. She loves the idea, but the execution missed a bit of it. Alan says Lady C is one of those old, odd British characters that you either crank it up to 100% or create another trait and go with it. He says she didn't take it anywhere. He says the arrows make it look like she's Q-jumped in Yo Sushi and someone's attacked her with two chopsticks. She says they are chopsticks. Alexandra wishes she had more fun with the characters. She says her runway is sensational. She wishes she could do her makeup like her. Rue asks her to walk her through the experience sitting in the chair, and Didi says she sat down and everything just left her head. It kept getting worse and worse, and Rue says they wanted her Lady C to party, and she was stuck doing the one dance. This look is an absolute heart off. Heart off, without a doubt. Audience, 30% heart on, 70% heart off. Ginger Johnson, look and hair by Ginger. I think this is a fun way to marry glam and camp, but she looked so uncomfortable walking down that runway also the way the plush heart sat it kind of made her look pregnant i am all for a 3d illusion but sometimes playing around with the proportions are going to help the individual going literal was not the tea for her i thought this was worse than dd's i did not care for this at all i agree the fact that no one brought up the way that the plush heart sat over her stomach i was shocked and I mean, it leaned definitely more into that. Maybe some things were cut to make someone look a little bit better. But that outfit, for me, she said that she was trying to go for glamour and feel sexy. I was like, this is the unsexiest thing I've ever seen. There was one shot of her. It looked like the pregnant lady emoji. It did. It really, the way that she was, it was like, she wasn't holding it, but it almost felt like she needed to. It was just un- yeah, it, oh. uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. Alan says he thought Barbara Cartland was not a choice, but it soon turned out it was the best choice she could have made. He thinks the NHS should take her to hospitals and people can point to where they feel ill. I don't think people really point where in their heart they feel ill, but go with it. Well, joke's right. there. Alexandra says it was comedy gold. She says Carol and her cheeks were hurting, saying it was fabulous. Michelle says she played with Rue and it was really fun and really smart. She says her look tonight is pumping. She says it's ridiculous, says she's a walking heart. Rue says that what she did was a masterclass in Snatch Game. How would she describe how to play? Ginger says the key thing is to choose somebody that wants to be there because she wants, once she let Barbara out, she wanted to be in there and give her point of view. She calls it great advice and listen up, future contestants. If Rue said that's great advice, that's what you got to do. Um, absolute hard off. Terrible luck. Yeah, if she wanted to be a blood donation mascot, it would have been a hard on. But this is a hard off for me. 
audience much kinder than I thought they're going to be. 41% heart on, 59% heart off. And finally, Carmel, no designers listed. Good for her trying to do something new, but also like bloodied white garments does not make a successful look. The best part of the look is the neck up. The white makeup is brilliant and that wig was perfection. Eating the heart was Dragula light. For me, this was beyond safe. It was safe. Her Snatch Game performance was safe. It's very on brand with what we've been seeing from Caramel recently. I thought the look was... Not the time to get safe. No, not at all. And she was talking about somebody else coasting. I feel like that's exactly what she's been doing. I'll give it a soft heart on. I'll I'll give it a heart on for this runway. Audience, 73% heart on. Rue has decided Michael and Kara are safe, leaving Ginger, Kate, Vicky, Dee Dee, and Tamara as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? For the most part, I think that, like we mentioned, the Snatch Game really wasn't like the most impressive overall. It was really hard for me to put a pin down on who I would have wanted to see in the top. Um, I thought that Tamara should have been like, top two um if any, i think she technically was top two um yeah the bottoms were clear it was 100 vicky and Dee. Dee. is there a universe in which they could have swapped kate and michael because it was a top three there you're right um yes top let's say if i had had my perfect top three i think it would have been ginger tamara and michael um, I think Kate was Kate and Kara were like perfectly middle ground safe. Mm-hmm. And-, and it's interesting because we had alluded to it earlier about certain preferences and in a game of track record and, and how the fandom really loves track record. A week like this could hurt someone like Michael if they get to the finale. That's true. That is very true. We'll see. We'll see. Let's go to the safe girls who can't believe that they are safe. They're very happy about it. Right. Though you can't tell if Michael is because she can't move in that contraption of an outfit, but she's ready to slay whatever comes next. This is the second week in a row where Miss Mel is safe. She is coasting and knows she has to dig deep with whatever comes next. She says her runways are there. It's the challenges she's falling short. As the beautiful Starlet once said, Runways are 50% of the mark. True or false? Um, <laughs> it's true. It's, it's It matters. But, like, your... The challenge is the root of the episode. I think... Absolutely. That's, that's really what Rue is looking for. Your runways can be absolutely smashing, but, like, your how you perform in a challenge, I think carries a little bit more weight. What do you think is holding her back? Is she not good at the challenges or is the level of talent that just more superior compared to previous seasons? Like I feel like Kara would slay in other seasons. I think so too. Um, But I also think that her ego is getting a little bit in the way. Um, Just from what we can see and what's being presented. um, I think she's nervous. I think what Ginger mentioned about nerve is so true. And I think Kara is sort of really cracking a little bit under pressure. 
And she feels this. Yes, her runways are excellent, but she's not really showing how much of a well-rounded queen she is. But then she's going around sort of like with a bigger head than I think she needs to have. So I feel like maybe to be humbled a little bit would benefit her and maybe give her like the boost that she needs to perform better in future episodes. But I, I agree. guess Michael will get out of her heart as the tops and bottoms return. Also, please peep that Michael had MPSTs on her tits. So she was ready to lip sync if she had to. Mm-hmm. And we all know that RuPaul can't stand nipples. So smart move. Vicky has come to terms with the fact that she'll be lip syncing this week. She thinks it will be her and Didi. Though Vicky is like to the girls, we're the top two queens of the week. They absolutely smashed the laughter from Tamara. She's like, don't you think you're taking my thunder, babe? Like, don't do that. No, no, it's not funny. No. Didi says they didn't get many laughs from her. And Michelle was unsure of her outfit. She knows she's in the bottom as this was the, but she was expecting hellfire she will show a whole another performance side of Didi. vicky knows she did bad that the only saving grace was that her alpha was perfection she will go out and have the best time and perform the number she says being told by rupaul she looks perfection and it's the most amazing critique she could have asked for but does that feel the same as you're the next uk's drag superstar probably not right no and it's sounding a little bit like that you know, at this point, I, I've done what I've come here to show. And Rue said I look amazing. And that's what matters. There's just like that little bit of a hint of defeat in there already. Yeah. It's the friends we made along the way. Mm-hmm. With Kate, most of the judges said she was funny. And Ginger tells her she got really good critiques. And Kate will acknowledge the judges' acknowledgement of her makeup. That's She's trying. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little critical here. Is Drag Race the place to explore and find your face? Like, shouldn't you be ready for primetime already? Or does the show purposely put those they can mold on for story? I think the latter is the most true. I think that there are a lot of queens who they seek out where you, the judges can sort of mold them a little bit and make them more Drag Race presentable. Um, I mean, it's no mm-hmm. that Drag Race is the biggest stage in the world for a drag queen. Um, but I think that production finds that opportunity to take these queens who may or may not be well-known from where they're from and develop them a little bit more into stars that Rue would like to see. Exactly. I mean, going through the history of the show, the first few years, it was the best of the best in the country. It now changed and focused more a little bit on runways and who gave fashion and glamour. And then it was, all right, who's going to give us a good song so we can get our residuals. But yes, Rue wants to be able to mold a contestant, just like the Boulets. They want someone they're able to mold and bring into their brand. Um, someone who I think is an amazing artist. I love them. They're a good friend of mine. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Green as all could be, had a face that they said, we're going to make sure we can pl- make something out of it. Marsha wasn't ready to win that season. She was never going to win. I mean, she even knew it when um, Sasha Colby walked in, but she knew, let me play the game. Let me be the best I can be. If the fans love me, they will bring me back. And they're going to bring her back at some point. You know what's going to happen. Absolutely. That's always sort of been my mentality if I ever got on the show. I would 100% love to get on Drag Race. Um, but I feel like lately I've found my face and I'm finding my look. Um, but I would go in knowing that they would 
give suggestions to sort of not only build my brand, but also sort of marry it into the world of wonder brand. Um, and that's Michelle a- has a quota of saying um, you have to fix your makeup every season. She has to say it like three times. Exactly. Would they have to fix my makeup? Absolutely not. I'm freaking gorgeous. But <laughs> You um, are. You're stunning. You're beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> but if they want to make other suggestions, that's totally fine. And I feel like every queen who signs up for Drag Race needs to know that um, you can't go into the show thinking that you are the absolute best and the cream of the crop unless you're Sasha Colby. Exactly. That's very true. Cara's going to tell Kate um, she looks Gorgeous. And I think that was a bit of gaslighting, but okay, whatever. Michelle called her meh, Alan called her ooh, and Rue hasn't called her. So there's that. Okay. Kate will tell the girls that Alexandra told her she had the most gorgeous outfit and she wishes she could be here, but she thinks her microphone was not on at that point. Ah, damn it. Kate's so witty. I love it. Kate is not stupid. She's not the fashion girl this season. She knows what she's got and she likes what she's got. It's time to start walking the runway with confidence. Now, Ginger says they liked her idiotic outfit and they keep telling her how stupid her outfits are, but she's felt quite sexy. Um, Listen, that's the confidence you need as a non-twink in a twink world community. <laughs> she's got to say what she's got to say. And look, she's defending herself in her own way. I think there's a little bit of nervousness there too um but she's she's making it she's she is making it nothing says sexy like blocked arteries that's true (laughs) is ginge about to get a third badge in a row she would love to win again but she has to leave some crumbs for the other girls said no drag race contestant ever no they will they will take it gladly Mm mm-hmm tomorrow was sold her robin williams is crazy and her outfit is burlesque sexy and Doubtfire to Gorgeous Angel, the Tamara Thomas story. Tomorrow's surprise, she's in the, t- the top, but she knows that Rue was tucked balls. Um, she thinks it's her time. She's going to win, but it's not going to happen. Now that's lip sync. Vicky says Didi has experience. They both have won a lip sync, though one was for a win. Didi says it's an honor to share this moment with her, though Vicky will suggest that she do a Ginny Lemon and walk away. God, that's never going to happen again. We're not going to see that. Oh, no, no, never. They lock the doors when they start filming. They literally do. <laughs> the girls are back. Rue has decided that the winner of the week for the third week in a row is Ginger Johnson. Tamara Thomas, Kate Butcher safe, leaving Vicky Vivacious and Dee Delicious as the bottom two. Do you agree? I, with the bottom two, maybe I missed that part. With all of it. I, I think how the bottoms worked out um, makes sense to me. Um, it just... I agree. Vicky and Dee Dee, there's no arguing. They have the worst performance. Um, how this elimination went, we can discuss how I feel about that. Let's do it. But- <laughs> Let's do it. The song is Alexandra Burke's Heartbreak on Hold. Are you familiar with the track? I have heard it a few times before. It's not in one of my playlists, but it definitely caught my attention. I was like, I think I know this one. Oh, fun one. Now, I don't know if Vicky is not a lip sync queen or if this was not a track she knew. She needed to devour it. The way that DD just ripped those chopsticks out, played them as drums, she got the judges on her side. 
against a camp queen, which was very smart. Mm-hmm. Vicky gave you a very dramatic and emotionally driven rendition of the track, while Dee Dee gave you a club performance. It was sexy and it was campy and it was engaging. Dee Dee wanted it more. The fire was there, and you could see the defeat was already in Vicky's eyes. Dee Dee in the split, Dee Dee in the dip. I mean, it was good, and I guess that was the final chopstick in Vicky's coffin. Where were your thoughts on this lip sync? I agree that it seems like Vicky kind of gave up with this lip sync. Um, I think also her outfit may have encumbered her a little bit from giving Mm -hmm. um, a bit more energy that the song deserved. Um, This song is very like also quintessential British pop, um, which just has that little bit of that injection of camp and whimsy to it. And Dee Dee got the memo and she went with it. And as much as her outfit was falling apart and her nipples were out <laughs> by the end, she had to hold her outfit up. I still wasn't mad because I was like, okay, but you gave energy. Um, you gave me a show. You gave the judges a show. It was a well-deserved win lip sync wise. Um, but I think that had there maybe been um had it maybe been a different challenge or a different outfit, I think Vicky also could have done better with this lip sync. I agree. I agree. I think, in my opinion, this is the first shocking elimination of this season. I know some people will go with the Banksy one. I don't necessarily, I didn't, I didn't buy that one. Vicky is gone. Didi stays. And I really do think track record was going to save Vicky if she gave a better performance. She yes. could, you could not say that Didi didn't do better in this lip sync. No, she 100% did better. Um, and Dee Dee has now lip synced twice. This is her second lip sync. Um, and, but we can see as an audience that she's a performer at heart. And Absolutely. She's it. And she does actually want to be there. She's maybe not at the highest caliber of this cast this season, but she is a fierce performer. She wants to be there. And she does make from pretty good TV. And I think it's true production from a production standpoint it was Vicky's time to go I just didn't think that she necessarily deserved it I agree all right I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast are you ready let's go what is Vicky's legacy she has almost a little bit of a Veronica Green air about her mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know her she blocked me on uh, Instagram so oh no <laughs> well it's um it's that same energy she's she just seems a little embittered and kind of like what we saw from her on tv is that she always had a criticism or something to say about one of these other queens and she she was really resolute and she carried a confidence with her but it wasn't that like it wasn't a positive confidence it almost seemed like she just came there to fight and compete um, just to kick everybody out, but not because she felt like she carried the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent to win. Yeah. I feel like she is a well-polished, well-rounded drag artist. She didn't know how to play the game of drag race 
well. And I think she's learning that now. Um, I haven't read all of the interviews. I haven't seen all the interviews with her yet, but I do. I've seen the headlines. Apparently her and Banksy are no longer talking. Uh, so there's that. So yeah, I think comparing her to uh, Miss Green, it kind of makes sense. They, they, they did not have the experience they wanted out of it. And they're trying to rewrite the history of it. Yeah. And it's TV is hard. It's not absolutely easy at all. And when your job is to be a bitch, but to be likable, that is so hard to do in front of cameras. Really, really easy to do in a bar setting. Pretty much all the girls mm-hmm. do it. Um, I am not free from guilt of, you know, being the bitch who has a little bit of something to say, but like making it a joke, you know, because at the end of the day, absolutely, as a drag queen, your job is to also promote love and be loved by the community. And when you just come off as bitter, especially in front of cameras, that is all people are going to see. It's absolutely true. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Um, wait, ask that again. I'm so sorry. Who won the week and had the best episode? Doesn't necessarily have to be the winner of the week. Um, the winner of the week, I feel like this is so hard because I just love her so much. I I think it was Tamara. Um, mm-hmm. the spotlight wasn't I on, agree. but I think that she had one of the best snatch game performances, if not, in my opinion, the best snatch game performance this week. And then her runway. Um, And she was just funny and just so likable. And she's just such a lovable character. And this week made me fall in love with her even more. I I agree. Again, we're not, I'm not seeing um, Barbara Cartland being shared on social media. I'm seeing Robin Williams all over the place. Exactly. We have an acting challenge next week. Who do you think will do best? And who is in trouble, Didi? <laughs> um, well, yeah, Didi's in trouble. Um, and I think we might see her lip sync for a third time in a row. She could surprise us, but I don't really see that happening. Um, but I think it's going to be, I actually think it's going to be Michael, Kate, and Ginger pitted against each other. And I think Absolutely. we're going to. I think we're going to see Michael become a little bit more aggressive with his approach. And I think Kate's going to go along for the ride and just have a good old time. But Kate still does not have a badge. So I hope that we get to see a little bit more fire. I would love to see her be just a little bit more determined because right now it is giving best friends race. And I want to see Kate fight a little bit. Now, I will say, based on the trailer and promo for the week, we will see Michelle and Tamara seem to have an interaction where Tamara doesn't remember a line and she calls for lime. Mm-hmm. Anyone remembers a challenge from season one? There was a queen who didn't know a line and then got the line and said the line and it became their catchphrase for the rest of their life. I have a feeling we're getting the sequel to that. I think we're getting another much better. We're gonna get our much better. I I've been dying for another opulence moment. Opulence, I'm here for it. I just the want, thing that people he- don't remember about the whole bag of chips thing 
She didn't come up with the line. It was written for her. She just fucked it up. And that's why it's so funny. It's not her fucking material. Whoever it, wrote that sketch, I hope gets residuals. Something. It's it's her delivery. And Tamara has the personality to do the exact same thing. Um, she's just as quirky and just as dumb as Bag of Chips. And I feel like if it's the same scenario, Michelle's going to be pissed off because she doesn't remember the line, but we're going to be rolling in our seats because it's just so funny. I agree. All right, here's the tough question. After six episodes, the winner of the season is... As much as I would be inclined to say Ginger because she now has three badges, I am still going for Michael. I really, really want to say Michael. Um, there is something that's not clicking, and I think we talked about it. And I feel like if, if I were going to bet money at this moment in time, with knowing what probably the rest of the season is going to give, I am scared. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say Ginger. Oh my God. I don't want to say it, but I think Ginger might win. It's crazy. And I always think about this because every single winner has some sort of they have their their bell curve moment their mm-hmm. their stop. and i hope that in this next episode this is just my hope because i want michael to win i hope that michael has that little bit of like what is going on and sort of feels that low point and then we see an arc going up because right now ginger is yeah. Not just flying high, she's plateauing in heaven. She is just looking down on everybody, like, what are y'all doing wrong? Um, but the yeah. truth, I don't think that she actually has been performing the best. The badges are a very um it it gives the illusion that she could be the winner, but we have had multiple badge winners who get eliminated. Um, it's true. So we just saw in France this year you can have four wins, but you're not winning the show. Exactly. So yeah, she may have won three times in a row, but we haven't seen a low moment from Ginger yet. But will her low moment be the end of her run on Drag Race? You might say it. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. All right, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? You can always find me just by looking at my name, A-I-M-E-E-A-M-O-U-R. Amy Amor. I am on TikTok. I am on Instagram. I am not on X because I gave up Twitter and X. Um, I'm on threads now too. And I'm definitely on Venmo. So if you're ever feeling like you have too much money, you can give some to me. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was a blast. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun.